first off, we want to thank you, you know, for coming on here, man. You like from afar, you know, you always you you a special one to us. Like you our OG, man. We always watched you. Like you was the standard. You and Jawan, you know, coming to Hoops Gym and and just seeing y'all being in y'all presence was was really big for both of us and. You know, just to have something like this that we doing to have you on here, this really, really means something to us. So, man, we definitely want to thank you for, for being on here with us. No problem. So when you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Ooh. Well, my first year I was in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I went to uh, the training camp and Charles Barkley was on the team, right? So I'm a I'm coming into the league as a fan. So I don't know if I'm gonna ask for his autograph or what. <laughs> but one of the first practices, you know, I go to the lane and I try to dunk on him. He's like, okay, young fella, you got heart. I appreciate that. He said, you keep that up, you got you, you know, you got a chance. So I'm like, yeah, Charles giving me props. <laughs> so I did it again. Mm-mm, not this time. Boom, on the floor. He said, nah, Rook, it ain't that easy at this level. <laughs> so Charles was, man, he put me, he, he he found me pretty good. And he put me on the on the ground. So as far as uh that was my first experience at the NBA level, but as far as going one on one, uh man, I can't think who was the first one. Uh I would probably say Penny. Penny. I would say Penny. Orlando Magic. Orlando Penny? Magic yeah. Penny. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I remember, I remember to this day. <laughs> Penny had me on the post, and I was like, I got him, I got him. He did a spin move, baseline, reverse dunk. <laughs> and I was like, he the real deal. So I think it was Penny was the first that really, really, really got at me, mm -hmm. for sure. Yo, 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 we live on location. I ain't gonna tell you where at, where we at. We in an undisclosed location. We got my OG. I'm talking about big time shot town, shot town representing this boy. We got an NBA world champ. Legend. You feel me? We got a Big Ten alumni. Goat. Wisconsin. Hey, listen, he been to Phoenix. He been to Dallas. He won a championship in San Antonio, and he back in the front office in Mike, in, in, oh, excuse me, in Dallas running things, showing us how to make that transition to the front office. We got our OG, Chi-Town's very young. Finn, dog, Mike Finn. <laughs> hey, look, this is one of the first representatives for the Jordan brand in the history. Y'all show, show some love now, Mike Finn, ball. Presented by Hennessy. Out of all the schools in Chicago, what made you choose Proviso East? He grew well, up there. I'm, I'm from Maywood. Yeah, I mean, but he could have went. Bro, you from the South Side, and you went to Whitney Young. What you just talking about? You went all the way to the West Side and went to school. You from the South. <laughs> Am I lying? Yeah, but get back to that. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, no, no. why he answered the question. No, we home, we homegrown, right? So if you from Maywood, you almost gotta go to East. You mm -hmm. know, some some of the public school, I mean, private schools was coming at us like St. Joe's, Fenwick. Yeah, oh, they, I did. I did. It was coming at us to you know try to get us out of Maywood. But Gaddy went to Fenwick from Maywood. Just yeah, 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 yeah. But he didn't win the state championship. That's why he should stay there. Damn, Damn fifty. <laughs> no, but you know we 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 all grew up together. We grew up on the parks together. 
And, you know, that was our deal. Go to high school and we're going to win a state championship. So we didn't want to leave, leave Maywood. I mean, the tradition there is unbelievable. Going way back to when my sister went to school. She went to school with Doc Rivers. Oh, she was okay. a cheerleader. He was, uh, you know, the star basketball player. But that team didn't even get a chance to win state. And then there's some other guys, Rick Wilson, people from Maywood would know about. Uh, Jim Brewer, even before Doc Rivers went to, uh, was, a, was a pro. Uh, so we got a lot of pros. And then myself, Sherelle Ford, Donnie Boyce, or who's on my team, and the guys after us, Shannon mm -hmm. Brown, Sterling yeah. Brown, D Brown. Steve uh, Hunter. Steven Hunter. Reggie Jordan. I mean, we, 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 had, we had some talent. So growing up in Maywood, you, you went to East because you wanted to be part of the best. And my senior year, we was ultimately the best, I think the best team in the country at the time. But we ended, ended up being the best team in the state, winning the state championship. And then our juniors won it the next year. So we won oh, it back wait, to back. So you won champion. You won state. Yeah, 91, state champs. Yeah. Don't, don't say yeah to this. You know what I'm saying? We stay champions over yeah. here. And but you grew up on not. history. Like history, like some of us grew up on history. You, you didn't know? win a state championship. No, don't but try I grew up on, I, that I we went state to history, champions though. in the state of Illinois. He won't talk about Mr. This Basketball about and all this. Like, we won a state doing the interview like that? I said, we. He won it. He just said he won a state <laughs> championship. Uh, but you grew up on history. That's the reason that Proviso East was was the for sure choice for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it was no, it was no, I, I had no other, I mean, I wasn't the best high school player to keep it real. I was probably the third best on my team my senior year. Sherelle Ford was Mr. Basketball. Yeah, he was my teammate. Yeah. And Donnie Boyce had been playing varsity since freshman year. Yeah. So I was watching those guys and I was thinking, man, I got to get my game right yeah. if we're going to have a chance to win it. So what happened they got invited to, you remember the uh, the Nike? Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, they got invited to that uh, over over our junior year, junior to senior year. So that left me with the team back at, at home. And that summer I grew like four inches too. So they came back. I was taller, a little bit better. My confidence was up. And we knew going to senior year that, man, we was going to win this thing. And that's what we did. When you first heard the Three Amigos, like, how was that for you? When you first heard that, like, oh, man, I'm part of – because you see these guys already have the success. They the man, and, you know, you grow four inches, and now you part of it. Like, yeah. how was that for you? That was good. I mean, it was a good feeling knowing that, you know, everybody – we were always together. Yeah. Like, if we go to play on the park, it was us three and give us two other guys. Yeah. So they knew we were cool and, like, we were friends. So they they dubbed us the name the Three Amigos. I was like, okay, I'm part of something good now. But now the spotlight was on us. And at the time, to me, the two most popular teams in Chicago at the time was the Bulls in 91 and us. Mm -hmm. So Bulls won the world championship and we won the state championship. So yeah. you know that feeling, man? You, you, you was popular. Yeah, I was like that when I was at Deep Park, but but but, but, but look, I, what I want to know is like how that feel to be in Chicago and it's the Bulls then y'all. Like when did you when did, did you get to meet MJ then? Yeah, actually, I got a chance to play against MJ uh, right after we won the state championship. What was that like? That was that was crazy. I mean, it was like they called me, Channel Two News called me. I remember, and it was like, uh, yeah, we doing this this thing called uh, uh, Dreams Come True. And we want to know if you would play one on one with Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> it's like, of course. <laughs> I was like, well, of course. I mean, I, that's a no brainer. 
So we schedule it out and we go up to, they're, they're practicing at the Berto Center, right? right? So this is the crazy part. We walk in, me, Diane Sherrill, my high school coaches, and we walk in, but they're either in the playoffs or about to start the playoffs. And Jerry Krause came out and was like, what is he doing here? Pointing at me. And he was like, yeah, he's here to play uh, Michael one-on-one. We had already scheduled this. Michael agreed to it. And Jerry Krause was like, no way. We in the middle of uh, this uh, playoff run. We're not about to have you play with some, <laughs> some high school player. Mm. This is done. So I'm like, cool, I'm I'm in the Bulls practice facility. My dream already, I'm good, <laughs> I can leave. There. So we about to leave, then MJ come out. And MJ's talking to the guy, uh, I forget the, the com Johnny Morris, I think his name was. He talking to him and MJ's like, no, the kid came here with his boys, let's play. I'm like, okay, I, I, if you look at it, I got, Jerry Curl dripping. I was just about to say, for reference, everybody, this is Jerry Curl Finn. This was before he, you know what I'm saying, cat, kitty cat, this is when he had his soul glow going. But, you know, Jerry Curl was coming back, so I was before my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now these kids, yeah. letting their, they letting their I, hair grow. I had Curl, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, ain't, you know, ain't nothing wrong They letting it. their hair grow now because yeah. it's something that I started back in the day. Right. Straight up. But anyway, yeah. so I, I don't even take off my, my jogging pants, keep on my T-shirt, go out there. I'm nervous, man. I'm like. My, the thing was, what made me nervous, I didn't want to hurt MJ. I'm the biggest, one of the biggest Bulls fans. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to hurt him. Right. I was like, if he this far away, I'm going to be this far away. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to touch him. So I remember right. one play, you know, he went to the lane and I swiped at the ball and I missed it and I hit his leg. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> I thought I, and he just bounced back. I did not want to hurt him, but it was, it was a great experience and, Actually, that kind of brought us closer together because after the one-on-one, he was like, uh, well, maybe I'll see you in five years. And I was like, shoot, that would be great. But then you have to remember, he retired. Yeah. And then I was like going into the draft, I was like, well, I'm not going to have a chance to play against him. Then he came back. Yeah. So it all came back full circle. So it was, it was, it was cool, real cool. With the, uh, could it have been anybody else but Wisconsin? Like, like was you leaning towards somebody else? Yeah, so <laughs> I was uh I had three three official visits set up. I was going to go to Wisconsin. The next week I was going to go to Cincinnati with uh with coach Huggins mm -hmm. and then I was going to go to San Diego State um, cuz I just wanted to go to California. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so I went to Wisconsin, came back and ended up committing to them that week and I never gave Cincinnati a chance. And Bob Huggins and Nick Van Axel, who's a good friend of mine to this day, was like, man, you never gave us a chance. Because they went to the Final Four that year. Yeah. And he was like, Nick if you'd have came, we your freshman, we'd have won it. I think Nick talked about that with us. He did. Yeah, he was, he was so telling us about that. He gave me a hard that. time about that every time. Even Coach Huggins like, you never gave us a chance. I just. So what know. was about that visit at Wisconsin that you came back like, yep. It's on. I'm up. <laughs> what it was, really, I always wanted to play in the Big Ten. You know, mm -hmm. growing up in Chicago, Big Ten to me was like the big. It, back was then, like, it was that it. was that was that like was it. you right. It I didn't. Was. I didn't. I didn't. At the time, to be honest, I didn't think I had a chance to go to NBA. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I if I can't get to the NBA, why not play in the best, best conference that for you me? think it is? Yeah. You know, with the flying Illini and Illinois, yeah. seeing them growing up, I was like, I want to play in the Big Ten. But only two schools recruited me in the Big Ten. Wisconsin and Northwestern. Mm. And I was like, ah, yeah, I don't really want to do Northwestern. Yeah. So I went, when I went to Wisconsin, I was like, 
man, I can I can play on this team. I can star. I can do my thing, you know. And you know, Coach Ray McCallum was the recruit who was like, "You come here, man. You're gonna play against the best every night. You're gonna go against the best." I think at the time, some of the guys had already committed to the five five. Uh, Juwan right, and those right. guys had them uh, Ohio State boy. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about our fresh my freshman class in the Big Ten. It was me at Wisconsin. You had the five-five. All of them was freshmen. Big dog, Big dog at Big Purdue. Quanzo Martin at Purdue. Yep. Allen Henderson at Indiana. Yep. Calvin Chaney. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Chaney was a little bit older than us. Yeah, but he, was there. he was there. <laughs> Jimmy Jackson was there <laughs> at Ohio, Ohio State. State. Uh, was uh, Derek Sean, Anderson there at Ohio he, State too? Yep. Derek Anderson at Ohio State. There. No, he was younger. He was younger. Oh, he okay. came later. And then you had. Uh, Sean Rushburn and Eric Snow at Michigan oh, State. Michigan West State, yeah. Man, I remember Russ. We you had every 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 team had pros. Even Vashon Leonard was in Minnesota. Every Vashon team had Bush a pro. So I was like, man, if I can compete at this level, I'll have a chance. So it Why worked you out. Say that though. Well, don't say Vashon bust my ass. All he that. used he to bust your ass. He was the first one. That was oh, it. I thought he used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vashon was a bucket, man. He yeah. was a bucket. He was a bucket. How was it for you the adjustment from you know from going to from from Proviso East to now you about to go to to, to Wisconsin big time Big Ten how how was it when you first got there how was that adjustment for you it was it was a big adjustment the one thing it was uh, to to keep, to keep it real I grew up in a a, a, a black community where it was ninety five percent black mm-hmm. like the only whites that I came in contact with was my head coach. And a couple of teachers at the school, but I, mm-hmm. I only had a few, maybe two or three uh, non-black friends, right? So now I go to Wisconsin, where it's only two percent blacks there. Right. So now you got to figure out this is a different environment. How do you how do you stay true to yourself but adapt to your environment? Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing for me, and I think it was the greatest 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 experience for me staying there four years because it prepared me for life after basketball because friends I've met there, I still have to this day, and they're not black. And those <laughs> yeah, are guys right. who, who have my back through thick and thin, and just being able to, uh, it prepares you for the world because the world is is multicultural. It's mm-hmm. just not uh, the the small environment that we grew up, you know, yeah, yeah. Chicago or East St. Louis, it's not, it's it's not like that. It's a bigger world. It's a bigger picture, so mm-hmm. Wisconsin prepared me for that. So. I give I give all props to to Wisconsin. How was your uh your your draft process? Like like oh, you had to work out for a bunch of teams. Man, I worked out for thirteen teams. Dang, and, and covered them twice. No, uh, thirteen teams, but two workouts on on one day. This is this is the funny thing, right? So I got to work out for Chicago in the morning and Toronto at at night. But at the time, Isaiah Thomas was the GM for Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I worked out in Detroit, but for Toronto. So I worked out for the Bulls that morning. Uh, Jerry Cross was killing me <laughs> in the workout, man. Phil Jackson loved me. So wait, did Jerry Cross remember you from coming to play against MJ? Did he know this was the same kid? No, I, I think he might have. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But he, he was killing me. He's like, you can't shoot. I was like, okay, but I'm getting better. Blah blah blah. But you can't shoot. He kept saying that. <laughs> and then Phil was like, Phil was like, no, get off the kid, man. Give him, a, give him a chance. Cause they had the 20th pick. He's like, and Phil was like, 
I don't think you're going to be there at the 20th pick anywhere mm-hmm. anyway, but we just wanted to bring you in. And Jerry Cross kept saying, well, he's, he can't shoot, he can't shoot. They ended up skipping me anyway, and I went 21. But that's 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 another story. <laughs> it all worked out. But, uh, yeah, I worked out for the Bulls that morning, and then I fly to Detroit to work out for Toronto. So uh, a Walker D, I remember, picked me up from the airport, and we're driving, and I'm like, man, we're driving through communities. We're not going to no gym. So I'm like, you know, where we going? <laughs> I'm, I'm from the streets. He going through these woods and everything. I'm like, where we going, man? He's like, no, we're going to work out. So we end up pulling up into this big old mansion. It was Isaiah's house. I'm like, I said, who lives here? He's like, this is Isaiah's house. So being from Chicago, Isaiah's like an icon. You already know. I remember seeing him sitting in the stands when we played against Indiana, and I was was nervous, Mm -hmm. not because playing against Indiana, but Isaiah was there watching me. So we pull up to the mansion. I'm like, man, you walk, you ring the doorbell, Isaiah come. I'm like, I'm nervous. Shaking his hand, you go, you see all the uh, Detroit Pistons, World Championship stuff. I'm like, man, this is this is awesome. So we go in, we sit at the kitchen table, and he was like, uh, I know what you can do. You know, I don't need to see you work out. I just want my assistant to see you work out. And I'm like, okay, but we sitting at the kitchen table. This is the first time I've been in a mansion, right? Mm. So we sitting at the kitchen table. He was like, all right. Um, go around the corner, get dressed, and then go in the gym. I'm like, a gym in the house? I ain't never heard of seeing nothing like that. So I go around the corner, he got a locker room, he got a gym, (laughs) but he got the palace floor. Right. Mm. I'm like, oh man. So I get in the workout, I can't make a shot, I'm so nervous. So the first 15 minutes, I can't make a shot. So Isaiah come over, he put his arm around me to this day. So I want you to calm down, young fella, relax. I know what you can do. I just want my man to, to see you make some shots. Once he said that, I didn't miss. <laughs> I didn't miss. It was crazy. Then I sat down with him. He told me who he was going to draft. He said, I'm going to let you know. He said, uh, if KG is there, I'm taking Kevin Garnett. If Kevin Garnett's there, not there, it's either going to be between you and Damon Stoudemire. He said, Damon Stoudemire is a little bit above you because I think I need a point guard. He said, if Damon's not there, I'm taking you. And he ended up drafting Damon Stoudemire. But he was the only only GM that at that time that was honest with me. Kept like completely ladies, honest, yeah. man. And to this day, I give I give mad, mad props to him. Yeah, he he, he know where you came he from. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he know where you getting out of. Right. <laughs> Especially with us. The, the, like, man, listen, I tell people to this day, like, Zeke stepped up for me in critical moments in my life where it was like, okay. It don't matter what nobody say. I yeah. run through a brick wall for Zeke. He yeah. know it. No, nah, he was he was one of the real ones when it went to when it was coming to that draft process. So it was cool. When you got to Phoenix, how was 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 that for you? That experience was great because yeah. I tell kids nowadays, it's not the veterans nowadays can be like 27, 28 yeah. years old. You could be the vet on the team, but back then it was true vets. True I vets. had Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, AC Green. The late great Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale. Man, yeah. shout, shout out, out to Wayman. Wayman. <laughs> late great Hot Rod Williams, Hot Elliot Rod. Perry. Uh, man. Elliot Perry, even, Hot Sock. Yes. <laughs> so those vets, they took Mark care West, of me. Yeah. Mark West on y'all team? No, Mark West wasn't he there. He was gone already. Yeah. But those vets took care of me. Like, like it wasn't, the rookie hazing was, was, was there, but it was like, 
okay, we're going to put you through this, but we're going to take care of you too. Yeah. Like, I would go out with Charles. Love. Charles would, your money's not good with me. I'm going to buy you dinner. Right. As long as you continue to work hard and do the right things, I'm going to take care of you. And that's how the vests were. So walking into that, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And then being in Phoenix with that lovely weather. <laughs> that's what I want to ask you about. For me, like, for me, that was obviously my first four years in L.A. It was it was different, but it didn't feel the same as when I got, like, when I got to Phoenix, I felt like that was the first city that I played in where I was, I would be, I would catch myself leaving practice or coming home from something. I'm like, damn, dude, this is like, this is different than anything I've experienced. Cause you know how we come from Chicago. It's completely night and day different right. when you riding anywhere going from in Phoenix going home. And I was like, I live in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley. So yeah. it was like super nice. You riding through that. You look, I felt like every day I was, I, I can remember saying that like, yo, it's the first time I feel like like in season I'm on vacation. Right. No, I, I I agree. I mean, we calling home. I'm calling home in December. I got on shorts. And I'm it's, like, what y'all doing out there? It's like, we out here shoveling. It's snowing. I, I got on shorts and, and a t-shirt. <laughs> that was the loveliest. <laughs> you don't want to like, rub it in, but this is mighty yeah, nice. This was this was real nice, and I was like. I don't know if y'all can come visit, but I ain't, I'm not coming back then. <laughs> no, sir. But it, it was cool, though. When you, when you got traded, was you shocked or or you knew you was going to get traded? Because no. it was in December. Yeah. yeah. I was I was shocked, bro. Crazy story. December 26th. Yeah. The day, <laughs> I, the day after, after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So, so I got the whole fam in town for Christmas, mm. right? And um, we had some friends in Phoenix. So they went, they went to uh to Fran's house. So me and my nephew, we sitting at home. Uh my nephew, he's nine years younger than me. We sitting at home watching the Dallas game, right? And me and Jason Kidd are real cool. So we watching the Dallas game. And the announcer says, uh, Jason Kidd is not coming out the locker room. Rumors has it, he's been traded. So I'm looking at my nephew, I'm just like, Dallas has got to be the stupidest team in the league <laughs> if they trade Jason. That, yeah. I said, they trading, that's the all-star point guard. I mean, rookie of the year. Why would they trade him? They got to be stupid. And my nephew's like, yeah, you right. Two minutes later, my phone rang. <laughs> it's you. The house phone, you know, back in the day. We still <laughs> yeah, had the house phone. House phone. <laughs> I pick up the house phone. It's, uh, it, was, it was Danny Ainge's, uh, Danny Ainge's uh, secretary. Hey, Michael, how you doing? I said, I'm good. Well, Danny wants to talk to you. I'm thinking it's about, you know, some plan time or something like that. And Danny was like, how you doing? I was like, I'm cool. What's going on? He's like, well, we traded you. I'm like, oh, man. I don't know what this Like, what? He's like, I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, you're going to Dallas. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just said this. I just said it. I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, we just have a think we have a chance to get a great point guard, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I ain't I ain't hear nothing after that. Yeah. I just got the phone, right? So then Dallas ended up, you know, sending a plane that next day, took my whole family from Phoenix, took us to Dallas. I played that next day. Mm -hmm. So the crazy thing about that year, I played 83 regular season games. Cause mm -hmm. I, I gained the game. game. I gained the game. So me. Oh, Are bro. you like the only person in history to have more than 82 Fun games? Fact. We got to oh, no. Google that. We got to check that. So yeah. we played 83 games that year. Yeah. That's gangster.
when you when you first got there, coming from Chicago, going to Wisconsin for four years, then you get to Phoenix, you have a dope first year. You know what I'm saying? You made all rookie team, finished third in rookie voting. Like, how was that year for you? Like getting yourself, like getting your feet wet in the league and feeling like you established yourself. Like, how was that for you mentally? That was that was great, man. It it, it showed me that that you know I have a chance to to maintain in the league, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we all, we know getting to the league is hard, mm -hmm. but staying in the league is even harder. Mm -hmm. Hardest. So I had, I had success my, my rookie year, uh, but it wasn't immediate. It was something that I had to, you know, keep working at, keep learning the NBA game, you know, uh, picking the, the, the heads of my vets, asking them questions. What can I do to be better? And uh, again, Charles said, uh, one of the things I'll never forget that he told me, he was like, he's like, your jump shot is okay, but it could be better. He said, this is what I need you to do. At least 15 to 20 minutes before practice, at least 15 to 20 minutes after practice, work on your jump shot. He said, you do that, he said, your, your game can go to the next level. And I took that to heart. And I worked tirelessly before practice and after practice with Donnie Nelson before practice and uh, after practice was Paul Silas. And that showed me that if I keep working, I can get better and better. And then I was able to make the all-rookie team. And I just said, I like this success. Let me keep doing it. So I kept working hard at it. Dunk contest. Mm-mm. Like, cartwheel. How, how's your cartwheel? <laughs> Is your cartwheel still looking the same right now? Like, said, what wait, made you, you said attempt dunk the cartwheel? Contest. He said, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. So. <laughs> So, uh, if you think back to the contest, uh, <laughs> that was Kobe's rookie year. Yeah, and, I was. Yeah, Kobe's rookie year. Uh, I I wasn't really a good, to me, a good, uh, like freestyle dunker. That's I was, why I didn't I, do I, it. I, I was a better in game dunker. That's to why me. I didn't do it. Yeah. I felt I was you a better in game so, dunker. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't I didn't have a lot of creativity when it came to to dunk, so I had my set dunks that I knew I can do. So I think we get to the next round, and Kobe does the- Between the legs. Between the legs, that was my dunk that yeah. I was gonna do. He's very fun, so now you like, so I can't I don't, do it. So that I don't got nothing, right? <laughs> so a week before that, Rex Chapman was my teammate in right. Phoenix, and Rex was Shout like, I, I got the dunk for you that'll win it. And Rex did it and did a perfect cartwheel. Court I mean, he, he just got, hey, hey. Legs hey, all out straight. Legs straight, arms straight. He just got a 10.0 in the Olympics. And he boomed it. And I was like, that was nice. I mean, Rex did it and it was like perfect. Yeah. He's like, Finn, you do this, you're winning. So now I'm sitting up there. If you go back and look at the tape, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so the last thing that popped in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna Rex. do the Rex Chapman. Hey, dog. But I threw it at my car wheel once. Right. <laughs> Yo, look, I'm so glad you provide some context to this because I thought it was just a Maywood thing. Because if you remember, you fast forward some years after you, Corey went up there yeah. doing the front was yeah. flip and had me throw it to him. Remember that? <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> Y'all some athletes out there in Maywood, boy. My car wheel. I leave my car wheel to my daughter now. She's the perfect, but me, man, I, to be quite honest, when I did the car wheel, I thought I was perfect. 
<laughs> it felt perfect. It felt perfect. And then when I saw the uh, replay, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ooh. That just lets us know sometimes we got to be a little more thorough when we examine oh, ourselves. <laughs> you in Dallas now, and, and y'all get Steve Nash. You, you get Dirk. You got these two guys with blonde hair, <laughs> you know, coming to play. But it, it instantly seemed like it started to click for y'all. Yeah. Like that's especially the second year, not Dirk first year, but the second year. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it really clicked for y'all. I remember when we got to the league and play, I just couldn't understand like why we couldn't beat y'all. <laughs> like or get a game on y'all, but we didn't know how to win, but y'all knew how to win. Y'all played a certain way. How was that to like form that big three? Y'all was three all star players. Like y'all was a contender in the West when the West was the Dirty West. You got yeah. the Spurs, you got, you know what I'm saying? You got Timberwolves, you got Sacramento, you got the Lakers, and y'all was definitely one of them teams amongst that group. How was that, to form that big three with them? Right. And and, and win in Dallas, under Don Nelson, you know what I'm saying? Which, I love his system to death. Everybody right. loved Don Nelson's system, but yeah. under that, how was that for you in Dallas? It was, it was great, man, because, uh, it was similar to my time in, in high school when I had teammates that we really enjoyed each other. each other. Like we were like we were cool. Like you could tell. Like <laughs> we were if we weren't, you know, on the court together, we were usually outside off the court doing stuff together. And we had that bond. And what that did, it built trust. Like even though, you know, the game can be we can be down twenty, we always thought we had a chance because we trusted each other, right? So when and when when the games got got hot and we put the we put the ball in Steve's hands, Steve was great at knowing who had it going or who needed to get That's it going. I told you. So if 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 Dirk had it going, he's like, okay, we're gonna keep feeding Dirk. Well, I gotta make sure Finn is right there mm-hmm. because I'm gonna need him down the stretch. So Steve was great at at, at knowing the the flow of the game and he kept it all going. And on top of Nelly's system. See, Nelly was, a to me, an offensive genius, right? Mm-hmm. He put you in positions to be successful. Like, he didn't have you doing stuff that you couldn't do, right? right? If you look at Dirk's career, you know, Dirk dominated the game off two dribbles. And a, and a yeah. stanky Because he, he knew how to he knew how to get space. He knew how to get to his spots off at least two dribbles. Mm-hmm. And that's predicated to what Don Nelson had taught us. And just when playing with with each other uh, uh, back in the day, but you know, playing with those guys, you know, it was it was it was great, man. They were hard workers. They they was very selfless. It was all about the team with those guys, and I think that's that's why it worked because we didn't we didn't we put our egos to side aside and it was like it's all about winning, and it worked. When you talk about Steve doing what he did, that is literally. Anytime somebody interview me or ask about him, like that's what I say his superpower power was, and that's why I feel he's able to, you know, move straight into coaching and do it at a at a at a at a, at a high level. Was because I take for for example our year together at 0405, like he had a lot of egos to deal with, and I felt like he knew when to get who the ball and what to do. No matter what the play was, it was going to be no disrespect to the coach or no disrespect to whoever the play was for, but he had a sense to know, like, all right, Q need a shot right now. 
I don't need him to go tripping because he ain't had a shot. Or, or okay, let me get Amari the ball right now. He ain't had one of the men. Let me get him a touch. Or okay, wait, let me. Tricks ain't got the ball. Whoever it was, he knew because we had we had five guys that was go getters. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. He, I mean, well, four excluding him, and it was like he had to deal with that. And he had to deal with like I was a I was shot hungry. Mm-hmm. Stat was becoming a monster, so he was extremely you know what I'm saying shot hungry. You had Joe who was trying to get a contract, and you had Tricks who was already the max guy in the All Star, so he felt obligated. So it was like for Stevie, I, when I sat back and pulled away and watched that and thought about, it, I was like this dude is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. like he is unbel- He keeps everybody happy, and it's like it's it's unbelievable how he does it when you right. really just watch it. It's not like by calling out specific plays or saying I'm about to do it. It's just like he just does it. Right. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I used to really say that was his superpower because you had all of us that was out there like we needed we needed each other. Right. But like. If he was gone, it was it was not right. Yeah, and the thing is, he could score. And he didn't. He didn't. And he didn't. He was a hell of a scorer. And that's scorer. the thing. Nelly used to get on him was like, you gotta you gotta shoot the ball. I mean, you gotta score because you gotta keep the you gotta keep the defense honest. Because he can go, he can he can get you 30, oh, yeah. 30, 15. 40. Yeah. But he 40. but that wasn't his mindset. His mindset was, I wanna see you, I wanna see you be successful. I can get mine, I know. But I want to see you be successful, and that was, like you said, that was his superpower. What did you feel when you got when you got let go from Dallas after you, like you said, you guys developed the chemistry and everything you had with Steve and Dirk, and now you got to leave Dallas and go to San Antonio? Right. People have asked me this question before, and I and I give them this example. Imagine, imagine you're a a, a carpenter or a, a a person who builds houses, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, I'm gonna get all my wood together, I'm gonna get all my materials, and I'm gonna build my dream house. And you finally build your dream house, but you can't live in it. And that's how I felt. That's how I felt with yeah, Dallas. I know exactly how that feels. That's how I felt with Dallas. I felt that I had got them to a point where we were we were about to make some noise, and I was unable to to appreciate it. So it kind of hurt, you know, because I wanted to be a part of that when they, I mean, they eventually won in 2011, props to them, but I wanted to be a part of that that build and, and, and that celebration because I was there when it's from the start and I wanted to be there when, when they when they got to host up the trophy, so. Yeah, they wouldn't have got that if it wasn't from y'all's start. Yeah. Y'all changed the coach in Dallas especially when y'all changed them jerseys. Like, y'all released all that stuff, and yeah. it was a whole new new team. But you got to get you one in 07 in yeah. St. Ann. Even I mean, though, like, out. so that kind of make it bittersweet, right? Because, <laughs> no, like, you know, out. you leave. So you got and, yours first, You got first, yours though. first, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. they lost in 06, you yeah. got they yours They might have been 07. bitter. Yeah. No, it worked out. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining. It all, it, it all worked out, you know what I mean? So I got mine. To, to even talking about them, to to see after they broke y'all up, to see how Nash went to Phoenix and 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 got two MVPs back to back, to see Dirk later on in his career finally win that championship that he was fighting for, like how proud of you, boy? Cause I know that bond that y'all had. How proud of them two you are of how their careers once they broke that up, they went on and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super proud. I mean, we still, we part of a group chat to, 
to this day that we, you know, communicate at least once or twice a week. And I was super proud because I knew, I knew what we had in Dallas, mm -hmm. right? You know, you know, we all played the game at the highest level and we've all retired pretty successful, but we all have that what if moment, right? Mm -hmm. And my what if is what if we would have stayed together yeah, yeah. in Dallas? What what could have happened? You know, that's that's one of the things that 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 I think about all the time. And we talk about it, you know. Yeah. What, what what if what would have happened? I mean, I don't think they would have had uh three uh MVPs among them. Yeah. But I think we would have had multiple championships. Yeah. So it's uh I'm just proud of those guys because they they worked hard. I can remember cause Steve Steve, when he left Dallas, he came. That's when we went to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. That was our first year. Yeah. And I can vividly remember when we, not even the playoffs, when we first came back to Dallas to play there, that was the first time that I realized I'm playing with a superstar for the first time. Me and Joe sat by each other, and I remember tapping him like, bro, this crazy. Yeah. And I remember it messing with like you know I'm I'm a, I'm a mess with stuff. I say, boy, you like the president? Look at this! Look at all this hoop! Like when we came back from the start out to everything, it was crazy. Then we played them in the playoffs that year, mm -hmm. second round, and I was like, oh shit! That was like, dude. When I tell you that was one of the craziest, like from just the spectacle of it. From from going to playing, you know, the first two games in our building in, in, in Phoenix, and then when we got there, all over again, all of the fans in the airport, it was like this shit is crazy, and it was like a, it was almost like a divide. Some people they were just learning to really love Jason Terry, but they hadn't gotten over what right. went on with Stevie right. yet, and I remembered that, and I was like, this is crazy, right. and it was like when we beat y'all, it was like. I remember being extremely happy for Stevie, but like I could tell, like you said, it wasn't, you know how you play with some guys and they go back and play their teammates or old teams and they like, yeah, yeah. Stevie wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. It was like, of course he wanted to win, but you could tell he had serious, true love for y'all. And it was like, damn, it was like, this was like, this was yeah. a crazy, you know what I'm saying? It took, it was yeah. a, it was a, Emotional, a lot of like it took a lot out of you, and I was like, "Damn, this was crazy." But that was like literally when I first really realized, like, "Yo, Steve Nash, a superstar." Yeah. Like, he out of here. Like, it was like everywhere we went. Ah, Steve, I was like, "Damn!" Like everybody loves Stevie. Yeah, uh, he's a he was a global icon for real, him. and you know, we we definitely missed him. I know I missed him when he when he left. Uh, uh, Dallas, and that's probably one of the reasons they got rid of me because I I needed my I needed him. Mm -hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? When I went to New York, I was in New York. I thought I got traded. I was like this, yeah. fucking Rajah Bell getting my shots. Those <laughs> my shots. I'm open. <laughs> that's how you feel like you can do playing with him though, boy. Like he 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 put that thing on the platter for you, boy. Right. You go somewhere else, you be like, damn. How, how was it for you? Your first All Star game to be selected by your peers to be an All Star. Now you one of the the elite, elite. You know, the All Star game is the next level to the well, next damn. level. Like, how was it for you to be a named All Star? No, that was great, man. It was a great feeling. It was a great uh, sense of accomplishment that my hard work uh, had paid off, and not only not only making All Star, but the coaches voted me in. So 
They recognized that mm-hmm. what I was doing, and I wasn't playing on a great team at the time. You know, Dallas, we were up and coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people were, were saying that I didn't deserve it because our record wasn't the best. But the coaches recognized what I was bringing to the table for that mm-hmm. team. So that made me feel good. And I just I just wanted to represent Dallas on the national uh, national scene, you know, and making it to the All-Star. My first one was, was, was awesome. Move that started a movement. What was it like to be part of the first class of Jordan Brand? Right, yeah. So I was with Nike at the time, and my agent called and was like, yeah, um, MJ is thinking about getting his own line of, of, uh, of shoes, and he wants you to be an endorser. It's gonna, only going to be five of y'all. What do you think? I was like, of course, bro. That's a no-brainer. I'll, I'll do it. He was like, all right, well, you know, uh, MJ wants to meet y'all. So it was me, Ray, Vin Baker, Derek Anderson, and uh, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. We was the first five, and MJ was like, you know, each each one of y'all have a part of my game that I that I like. The love. And so I want to, you know, want you guys to start, you know, endorsing my shoes, the apparel at the time. And it was it was all love, man. We got all the y'all know we get we get yeah. we, <laughs> we, we, we get the stuff before everybody get it, and yeah. you know you walk on the court, your opponent might not like you, but they are gonna check out your hey, J's. Hey, the word you the way you were, yeah, man. Hey, man, hey. You, you were you were one of the best. You one of the best to wear it now. Yeah, but it was good. It was, it's it's good love, bro. I know what I want to ask because you got basically every pair of J's, right? Is it a pair of your particular PEs, or is it one of these pairs of these crazy rare kicks out here? I don't know which ones. It could be the Eminem fours, the Derek Jeter Elevens, or whichever ones that you got. That's like rare. What's your favorite pairs you got? Well, it might be uh, a championship pair or something. Um, I got a a couple. I mean, the original original Elevens is my favorite shoe of all time with the 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 black and uh. The patent leather black with the uh, Concords. Yeah, Concords. Yeah, those you, are my. You know, that's my guy. We that's, know. That, those the are my. That was the best one ever. Favorite of all time. Cause yeah. I always thought you can. Back in the day, you know, people are doing it now wearing uh, Jays with with suits. But back in the day, I was like, you those know, you could you, you could wear, wear you could wear you could wear this with a suit. Yeah. And I always thought that was that was real cool. So those have always been one of my favorites. Uh, uh, as far as PEs. Now see, he has Man. some orange and white ones like that. Where the black is patent leather, he had the orange on. When he went yeah. to Cleveland, yeah, so I was very sweet. envious of those. So those are <laughs> one of the pairs of shoes that I that he had that I never had a chance to touch. And I wish when I went to Phoenix, they gave me them in orange and white. But like, he had the orange and white 11s. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cheating. They made, they made me think, that made me think of, they made me some green and white ones. Mm-hmm. 11s, when we went to the green uniforms, mm-hmm. uh, they were green and Gray, those are sweet. So those those have to be up there too. Those rare though, because nobody see them. Like yeah. you know, gray I remember had the them uniforms though. Those yeah. new green uniforms, yeah. kind of like the throwback Derek Harper joints. They uh they made a uh they made a shoe a tribute to Obama too. Uh, a Jordan for uh, President Obama, but he came a president. I wore them like one time when I was in San Antonio. I still have them, and I was like, whenever I meet president, I'm having them sign them. Mm-hmm. So the plan was win a championship, take the <laughs> shoes, and have them sign them, but I never got a chance. So <laughs> if he's watching this, I need you to sign my J's. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Like, you definitely part of, you the original crew. Known, like, 
for for like even for us, like when we came on and got got down with it. Like obviously y'all was already who y'all were, but like when we got that call, it was like what the f- yeah. <laughs> yo, and like you know we didn't did photo shoots and stuff together. Like that was like for us, like growing up under y'all, seeing y'all at hoops, getting a chance to be a part of it. It's like dude. Like I tell, like me and him talk about all the time, and we said that when we had Juwan on here. Like for me, especially like me, Maggetti, you know, me and Maggetti, same year we came up under y'all. So like him, D Miles, me, Maggetti, we come to the gym. You and Nuke was the example, mm-hmm. and it, and when I say that, it wasn't from like all the dudes at our gym at hoops was ballers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. everybody had game, that game was respected. You wasn't really there if it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we had killers, but like we looked up to y'all in a different way. Like, you know, I always laugh at Mike Lowry, you know what I'm saying? Like I told Nuke the same thing, but like for real it was like, cause y'all was them dudes as hoopers, as individuals, you know what I'm saying? As humans, like y'all showed us, like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all showed us the right way to move. Like, be a good person, do the right thing, ball the fuck out, work your ass off, handle your business. Y'all was an example of, like, you could be good and be positive and, and still be cool as ever and still be welcome wherever and do what you want wherever. So right. I always, especially having you here, I did the same thing we had new, but I got to go overboard with letting y'all know that because y'all definitely set that example for me and show me what can happen. So I appreciate y'all. Speaking about I hoops, how, how was you. like the, your experience with hoops? Like how was hoops for you? You know, getting that that work in every summer. How did it help you out? And you know, to see the young guys like us coming through there and trying to beat up on you old guys. Yeah. At the time, no, it was, time. it was it was it was great. I mean, I think it was the best run in the country. In yeah. the country, uh, because you know what you had was you had you had guys who was coming in to work, right? Guys who who didn't take the summers for granted. You know they wanted to to get better, and you know hoop what hoops did it have it had a, it had you a chance to work against some of the best, and you know you you may you may want to try some stuff <laughs> that you <laughs> might try to take over to the season, but you you're playing against the best, and for me and I know for Juwan we always wanted to get there early mm-hmm. before you guys. <laughs> for one. We wanted to get our workout in <laughs> before y'all come in and be jumping out the gym and stuff. But two, we wanted to show y'all what it means to be a professional, right? Yeah. Be a professional is not just because you sign an NBA contract. Being a professional is taking your craft seriously, mm-hmm. you know, coming in early, staying late. And for us, you know, the runs was just, just like icing on the cake. And yeah. to see you guys, I mean, to see from where y'all started, I'm not even talking about the NBA. Yeah, how to see y'all from where y'all started. <laughs> yeah, and then to see where y'all not talking about then coming to the hoops like four, five, six years later. That development has been great, and yeah. I was like, yeah, these these guys got a chance. Yeah, because I saw the I saw the hard work. Mm-hmm. I saw the, the the push that y'all was showing know, up doing every in the morning. Summer. Yeah, y'all was there. Y'all didn't have to do this the summer, Chicago. Yeah. You know, we don't, you don't well, have to show what up. we did, we getting up early and yeah. we in there. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell off. you this. When we did, like, this was way later, even down the line, but, like, when I, like, if we had got to do different stuff where we was put in the ads together, but when we, you remember when we did the hardwood joint in Vegas, the, the, yeah. the like, that was dope to me. I, that was, like, for me, it was like, yo, I'm here. I'm yeah. with the homies. I'm with yeah. the like it was it was real. You, 
You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like then it was like some of the new guys, CP and and, and uh, Joe and yeah. Mello, but it was like that was one of the doper shoots that I feel like we had because it was like we never did them with all of us together. We'll yeah. always be like two or three here, and or they got there, there, and, and then they put it all together. Like for me, <laughs> that was like that whole little weekend was just sick. Like you know what I'm saying? It was like yo, we out in Vegas. They got us at the at the Hard Rock with all these crazy rooms, and then it's like. We in the suites. We got those dope ass dominoes. Yeah. Like, I still got them dominoes to this day. Dope ass Jordan dominoes, bro. Like it was just like that was what I always loved about the brand. I felt like we did stuff that I didn't hear that nobody else was right. doing. Like the experiences and everything that you got to do. Like you, you didn't get that nowhere. But like that particular shoot, I remember feeling like, yeah, this shit cold. Like and then the the like what came after it, like, bro. It's about a it's about a pitch about as big as this wall that we got. Then you got like your little solo shot, but you got the whole joint with the whole crew. We all had on black suits. It's like Ray, Finn, CP, Joe, Josh Howard, me, Mello. It was like hella dudes, and I was like, "Yo, this is sick." Well, that was nice. I got that posting at my house on the wall. Yeah, I got. I the, I people come to my house. They that's the first thing they stop and look like. Cause it's huge. Dang, look at that, man! All those people, all y'all's with Jordan. I was like, yeah, it's big mm-hmm. as hell. I nice. still ain't put mine up. Yeah, I gotta nice. find like where I <laughs> really you put want them it. off. Of. Cause it's like a big ass focal point piece. It's that's big, nice. bro. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite highlights that you got is the hop step in the lane. <laughs> two foot, two <laughs> foot, boom. Like which you did it a couple of times, more than a couple oh. of times. Like, which one of the ones is your favorite? That's hard. Oh man. Which one of the dunk ons is your favorite? Um I would probably say man, I had a lot. I got the Kimbe. <laughs> I got uh who else I get? Uh I think my favorite would probably be Odin Polonese. Odin Polonese, I was just gonna say that. Because I got them twice. <laughs> yeah. The same way. Same and way. It, and it was in the playoffs. And if you go back and look at the highlights on my second one, I let everybody know that's that, that was twice. I put yeah. up two feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Odin was a great dude, still yeah, a great yeah. dude. That was our yeah. team at one But point. Uh, he always tried to challenge me. And I felt if I got two feet under me, I don't think nobody could stop my dunks. I, I know you was a Jordan fanatic, like we all were, but who are some of the other guys that, that you've seen and you grew up watching that you was trying to pattern your game after? Uh, yeah, so MJ, obviously, uh, back in the day, uh, I'm, I'm showing my age now, uh, <laughs> my my uncle, we used to watch Dr. J. Dr. Well, we had to watch it at 10.30. Because the game came on late, they replayed. Rebroadcast. So I was always a Dr. J fan. Uh, I love Dominique. Uh, you know, Magic. I was I was just I was a I was a fan of who guys not only the great guys but guys who when I watch them they had a passion about the way they played the game. You know, like Magic was always smiling, having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Dominique was a, a elite scorer and and dunker. I, I like him, yeah. man. And you look at guys like you know. Uh, even Scottie Pippen, mm-hmm. you know, even though to some he was like the second fiddle to MJ, but he was very important to them. Not to the real Bull fans. Yeah. So we know how important yeah, Scottie was. Scottie was, was real, <laughs> real important to, to them getting them six rings. And, you know, just growing up watching that, it was like, 
Those guys, I was like, yeah. And then the crazy thing about it, we get a chance to play with them at Hoops. MJ, Scott. That's, that's yeah. what I was about to bring yeah. up. The fact that I'm going to take you to a place where TG, I used to work on this one move that I know it was a Scottie Pippen move 100%. Mm-hmm. But, but Finn was doing it. Mm-hmm. You tell me if you remember. I know you remember. It's it's you get to the lane. It's a two foot step, and it's the little. It's like a jump hook. Yeah. Scotty was killer at it. Finn Finn was killer at it. (laughs) And TG said, "Q Rich, you You gotta get get this this. because like the way that I'm able to post up, and I got a power game, so it was perfect for me when I get there and do different things. I could jump step, and I could just raise up (laughs) left, foot, right. I had like." When I started, when he started showing it to me, because like Finn did to me a time or two, boom, boom, boom. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, like that was nice. Yeah. But yeah. he definitely taught me that all from who's being there, going again. But that was what I loved about who's like me and Maggetti walking the door at seniors in high school. Yeah. We got to see him, Pip, yeah. Stackhouse, Penny was coming through still. Yeah. Like it was stupid. And you know how. How TG did it, he ain't, you ain't about to, oh, no, nah, you and Corey can't play each other. He gonna make us guard them. <laughs> yeah. Like, we about do. to get woe out the whole time. He gonna throw you in the fire in, yeah. in the hoops. You get yeah, thrown in the fire. It wasn't no, uh, it was no favoritism. No, nah, at had all. To, Only had favoritism to, he showed is if you play with each other in the league, y'all can play together. Yeah, yeah. Doing the hoops, session. Right. But if you didn't play with each other, nah. <laughs> Y'all going against each other. It was good. I mean, that, that run, people don't understand how good that run was, man. Mm. I mean. The two-court days, the two-court days used to be so competitive because then nobody want to be on the right side. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be in the middle court. But you got to win. You got to keep winning. <laughs> As start, bench, cut. You got to start one. You got to bench one. You got to cut one. Uh, D-Wade, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson. Oh, come You're on, disrespectful man. right now. Oh man, you got to start one, bench one, <laughs> one, and cut one. Oh man, this is come on, man. Or trade this... one. We can't cut oh, no, man. no no great players like that. But trade one. If I had to start one, I'm gonna pick Allen Iverson, man. That's one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, AI, I tell people he's not from the earth, man. The dude is an alien. To, to 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 do the stuff that he was doing at six two, yeah, no six feet. I'm I'm helping. That's my boy. Okay. I'm, I'm giving it. <laughs> but to, to do the stuff that he was doing, man, yeah, is unbelievable, man. He 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 was an elite scorer and one of the best athletes in the league. So I would probably pick him as my starter. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I got to bench somebody. Yeah, all trouble. Oh man, oh, Ray man. or D Wade. I'm a bench, uh, Jesus or the Flash. Well, you remember Milwaukee Buck, D. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bench Ray because mm. I think I, I think Ray is 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 cool enough to understand his role. <laughs> he won't be a problem. He'll come off the bench and still give us 25, 30. So I'm a bench Ray. And you say I got trade. trade. You got trade D. Wade. I'm gonna trade D Wade. Trade Shatown? Only, only because he's gonna go somewhere else and be the star. Right. Okay. So, I, I can accept that. Let me ask you another one. This is kind of old school, right here. Mitch Richmond, Reggie Rock. Miller, Clyde Drexler. Mm. Star bench cut. That one ain't mm. hard. 
Mm. I'm going to start Mitch. Boom. Mm. The rock. I, I like Mitch. Mitch was an under, <laughs> underrated, true two guard. Yeah. Like when we That's was coming in, he, he was a true <laughs> two guard. You know, 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, strong. Bucket. Can, can shoot it, drive it, post up. That was a true two guard back in the day. So I'll probably start him. Uh, I'm a bench. Uh, I'm a bench Reggie Miller. You know, it's just I have no choice. I love Reggie, one of the best shooters, clutch shooters ever. in the history of the game. But if I had, if that's my choice, I would. Him and Clyde. No, I probably bench and then Clyde Drexler. You gonna go ahead and trade him? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Clyde. You know. <laughs> you know. That, I just got, that's going back to the Trailblazers days when I was a Bulls fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me. But I still got love for Clyde. Straight up. What, uh, who are your favorite five? Like, not your top five, but just your favorite basketball players in the history of the game. Who is uh, your favorite five? Probably uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Allen Iverson. Killer. Uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Dr. J, and uh, probably, uh, uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I'll probably put Pippen up there. I knew mm. he was going to say Scotty. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I knew you know, I love Scotty. 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 I'm, a, I'm, I'm Chicago through and Straight through, up. man. Those yeah. Mike and Scotty, that's starting the team off. Then I'm going to pick the rest of these three. Yeah, those, those guys, they did a lot. They did a lot for me as a player, even when I – just watching them, man, it was it was excitement. Like our 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 days was based around watching the Bulls games on Channel Nine. Mm. WGN, you know, WGN, yeah. you know. <laughs> you had to do what? Get your homework done. The Bulls play at seven. Mm -hmm. You had to get your workout, your practice, get home mm. for practice. And we got Bulls to see all that greatness. That's yeah. probably telling people when you're from Illinois, you watch all 82 games. Yeah. You don't miss a game. Right. Like I don't need to be on Johnny TNT. Right. I'm watching the games yeah. that ain't Johnny even. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, get them all. all. <laughs> it was it was it was good. Yeah, my man Hidden had uh, enough brink struck backed up <laughs> into the driveway. This is what I want to know, Mike Finn. I don't want to listen. We didn't seen what you pull up to the to the to the gym with. Yeah, we don't want to hear about you taking care of mama and the family and doing good things. With I want to hear about the purchase you made because you done made a lot of the narrows. You got a couple big contracts in the league. We know. I want to know what you did to treat yourself. That the this for now me. the mature older <laughs> Mike Finn look back like I probably had to do that, but it felt good to do it. Like what what yeah. did what did Mike Finn do? You from uh, West Side Chicago? I know you did some little <laughs> flousy once or twice. No, I, I I mean I bought some very expensive cars, right? Mike Lowry, ladies and right? gentlemen. <laughs> this is why him and Jawan Howard own a nickname. Because everybody at Hoops had nice cars. They was pulling up in something nice. But these two was the only two individuals outside of MJ. You know, if MJ ever showed up, we already know what that was. But, yeah. like, they was most similar to MJ. Go ahead. Yeah, I had bought a, uh, I had bought an Aston Martin uh, Vanquish. And <laughs> nobody had it. Like, <laughs> no, not even MJ, right? So Damn. I pull up to Hoops and I park in the parking lot. How soon did MJ go get it? No, but <laughs> I knew I had some because MJ came out and said, let me see the inside. I got that man had yes. MJ come get him. Check like, out yes. this inside. I was like, yes. <laughs> Tiger fist. He's like, let me see the inside. And of then I was course. like, yeah, man, take the key. <laughs> he, <said it> again. <laughs> he looked in, he was like, all right. 
He's like, well, where your golf clubs go? I said, I'll just put them on the passenger side because it's just me. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is nice. When he said that, I was like, okay, I, I got something that I think Damn. may have Mike, impressed Mike. MJ. Hey, look, I'm going to give yeah. you a fire right That's a bar right there to be able to yeah. say that you legit. Yeah. Yes. I know he wouldn't have got that motherfucker. <laughs> well, he probably wouldn't have got two or three. Two of them, two or three. <laughs> 23. Yeah. Two, two, hey, three. Time out. The fact that you could tell a story where you say MJ came you and said, let me see the inside because he ain't yeah. He yeah. ain't seen it yet, boy. You cold. <laughs> like, this yeah. boy Mike Lowry over here in the building. Right now, you like, you in the front office in Dallas, steadily continuing to show the growth as a former player and, and showing guys how to do it. How have you liked your transition and how much of a impact and help has, has Cuban been in supporting you in your, you know, post-NBA career? Because I know he's been great with, with, with former players and guys that he's had with the organization. Right. It's been great. You know, Mark, you know, gave me an opportunity to stay close to the game. He always said, you know, once we had a, we had a conversation once I was done that, you know, I can come back and be a part, you know, of the, of the Mavericks and whatever I wanted to do, whether it was coaching, uh, scouting, or the front office. And I thought the front office would be best for me. So it, I'm mad props to Mark for giving me this opportunity. Uh, but being in the front office, coming from playing, the biggest thing is, you know, as players, we think we know everything. Like, mm -hmm. we think what should be going on that the front office isn't doing, like, we, we, we got all the answers. But once I got on the other side, it's not that easy, man. Yeah. It's not, that's not that easy as adding one plus one to get two. It's, it's, it's. It's more algebra to it than that, you know what I mean? That's when them so, letters and shit come yeah. in. <laughs> but it's, it's, been a, it's been a great experience, and what I like about it is I like the fact that I didn't know everything. So I'm still learning, still trying to improve to be the best that I can at my front office position. Because with that, that keeps me hungry each and every year, each and every day to get better. And hopefully I can get to a point where I can put Dallas on the map as one of the best front offices in the league. No, I mean, part of that is realizing what you don't know. Like you say about you saying that you know that you don't know it all and it is bigger than what you thought it was. That's that's partially part of it. Yeah. So I was on that side. Like you said, it ain't easy. It's yeah. definitely hard. It's it's a lot going on over yeah. there. How 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 is it to have – well, he's your boss both ways. But, but how is it to have like a, a owner like Cuban and play for him and, you know, now, you know, he's like your boss in the front, front office – on that, like uh, Mark Cuban is one of the most unique yeah. owners in the league, you know, probably the most popular one, yeah. you know, in the league. So how is it the Mark Cuban and being around Mark Cuban and playing for him and now? Yeah, you know, playing for him, it was, you know, you he had a passion for the game, like a passion like like you don't see in most owners. Like he he wanted to be a part of the game. If he can go out there and set a screen or get a rebound, <laughs> right. he, he would do like it. Him, man. Yeah, he would do it. Because <laughs> he he just really loves the game and he loves Dallas that much. And you know, playing for him, you had to get used to him being like right there next to the bench. Like he was the at the time, he was the sixteenth man. Yeah. And you don't talk to owners or even see him. Right. So he was there. He he was arguing at the refs. Uh, you know, trying to encourage us on the bench, you know, sometimes. Getting fine. Yeah, getting a lot of fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he could afford it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the the refs took it out on us because they didn't like some of the stuff that Mark was 
was saying, but you know, you kind of got used to that as a player because his passion and fire and desire was was unbelievable. But he has that same passion now that I'm working for him in the front office. You know, it just comes it comes in a different way. What we were seeing on the court now, we see it when we're discussing uh, uh, deals. Uh, free agency, trades, draft across the table. He has that same passion and desire. And what I like about him, he he gives you a chance to um, like he's not gonna he's not gonna uh, uh, force feed you the answers. He's gonna say, okay, let me let me hear what you have to say. And then you say your spill, and then he's like, well, this is how I see it. Then it's a it's a it's a comfortable debate about a debate different about, issue. Yeah. He, he's 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 willing to listen. Try to so meet that's, in the middle. So that's yeah. been great. Earlier, we had a mid-range assassin on here, C.J. McCullough. You a mid-range assassin like that, that 14, 15, all that's just just cash money. Tell us about how you develop that. I feel like that was the, the most key part of your, your game is the, the, the mid-range. Yeah, to me, I think it's a lost art um, because mm-hmm. the way the game is being played now. But I think the mid-range shot, it sets up every other shot to me yeah. because you can't like if I'm if I'm behind the three point line you can some you can back up mm-hmm. but if I'm in the mid range area you can't back up and if you get too close I can drive by you mm-hmm. so I think that sets up all other moves and mm-hmm. when I worked out that was that's that's why I based my workouts on was the mid range shot because like I said you can get everything off that you can. You can get to the basket. You can, you know, get separation with a step back. You can, you can find ways to get fouled, and all that was based on the mid range. But if you don't have confidence in your mid range shot, a defender is going to know that. Mm-hmm. So, but if if you you got confidence in that shot that you can knock it down nine out of ten times, that sets up all your moves. So, that was a big part of my development was was being very consistent at the mid range shots. This ain't really a question or nothing. It's more of a statement <laughs> for the sneaker community out there because I feel like my OG, his 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 his, his shoe game, his PE game, and everything involved with Jordan is one of the most slept on. Definitely, is. they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you know when you, I'll give them this. I always say when they when anybody asks me who got the best PE, I always say Ray. I say that because two things. It's two reasons you and both of y'all know that y'all were both part of the brand. Like he had he had postseason runs that you knew were coming. Right. So they were prepared for it. You right. feel me? Right. Like when he was with Boston and Miami, the brand absolutely knew that they were coming. Then he op- he also had championships that were able to be, you know, like crystallized by the next ring ceremony. They get some crazy shit. So like Ray is on some other shit. So right. Ray is over there. <laughs> you feel me for real, but like, don't sleep. <laughs> Finn was a part of the original team. He has never ceased receiving the greatness of all the Jumpman <laughs> gifts. I know his wife, like mine, despises the packages that show up <laughs> at the door and just look at us with disgust, like, where are they going? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I What are you doing you, with them? You, I want to ask you that too, because, you know, we're all Jordan brand guys, and you got to find somewhere to put. These joints sit so, and like, they ain't never sit. These sit, they ain't never stop. They ain't yeah. never stop. But you, yeah. you about twenty years deep, probably twenty two 20 years. Plus. He's an original. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This thinking is an about, OG you about 20, original 20, brand 20, 20, member. Twenty three years in from that. the very beginning. So do you got a, a mansion or like a little house or 
like you just built the whole shed. They they got your... they got their own little room. <laughs> it's, uh, I try to tell people it's uh it's it's off to the side. You need a you need a thumbprint to get in there. <laughs> Straight up, exclusive. Really? Yeah. All status, you feel me? Exclusively, but it, it's it's you know, like you said, I I just <laughs> those shoes be, can become overwhelming to to the family. Like they don't understand. Not to us. Not to us. When I see them things, I'm like, this is Christmas, man. I'm, <laughs> it's old. Hey, I might be mad. Talk about hey, it, mad it feels about. just like, like the first pack. Hey, up. man, I'm, 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 I can come in the house. I see them boxes. I drop my bag. Everything. I'm, I'm be open like, hold on. Let me. Hold I'm on. opening the boxes. It's. I mean, it's. It's a great feeling. I mean, yeah. MJ, he takes care of you know all his athletes, and I'll be forever grateful to him and the brand. You know, it's. It's. it's Shout it's, out Jordan Brand for sure. The no. No questions, no if ands, buts about it. The best part about it for me now, bar none, it's not even me. It's I get to give my kids them shoes. Right. And the best part about it to me is that they are clueless. They have right. no clue that they going to school killing them. <laughs> Kicks that ain't even out yet, they don't even know. Right. Like I got my, I used to, you hear QJ and I had them talking about flavors, we got flavor, but they don't understand right. that like, Boy, y'all, these just don't come out for two, 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 three months. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when they really get to that age, like my my, my stepson, my Caleb, he's he's 17. He knows. Yeah. He he Travis <laughs> Scott down. He yeah. all that look. Yeah. He like all this, let me get these, let me get those, let me get the tools you got on. He got them, like he losing it. Right. So he know. But eight, six, and four, five, they don't got no clue. Right. They just like look, Cruzy would rather wear some 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 Spider Man shoes on yeah. my ass than some J's. They rather wear them uh, Crocs. Yeah, <laughs> the J's. I, like, I wear my Crocs. <laughs> my Crocs. You in Florida? Man, you gotta get cold. You can't wear the Nikes over there. <laughs> I did not know they made Crocs in size twenty. Man, they make Crocs. I wear in eighteen. All size. Take two off that. They make Crocs in all sizes. They got Croc heels now. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's yeah, I crazy. Seen I seen them. Hey, look, ask you this. Like, where did you get to the, I always wanted to ask you, where did you get the, man, tuck my shirt, B, B, <laughs> like everything B, uh, good. And it's, I never see, when I see you play, it never fall out. You never look, like we out there looking in. like we just left. Rio, tell him we on our Mike Fear. OG. I'm telling my whole best friend. Have my shirt out, have my shirt. One side up, one side down. You used to be so much to the T. Only other person I see like this is Mike. Like, where did you get that from? Uh, what made you just do this every single time? I'm going. This is tucked right. I this just, I'm presented right. I, I, I would get credit to my mom. You know, mm -hmm. my mom was old school dressers, mm -hmm. coordinate everything from the shoes to the to the purse to the hat. Mm -hmm. You know, but I always I just I won't always want to be neat. Yeah, right? and it just seemed like. I think my mom, I mean, maybe been at a young age, she was like, tuck your shirt in, boy, you look sloppy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and ever since then, I just, I tuck it in. And even when I tuck it in, I don't like the creases on the shirt to be mm -hmm. like bungled up in Probably, the back. No, you got to tuck in the right way. Yeah, it can't yeah. be hey, just listen. all tucked in really? like the wrong way. My boy had a Perfect. official, like a referee with a wristle tuck in, boy. <laughs> Shout man. out to mom, man. To Shout out day, to mom. Me and my boy Rio, <laughs> like, hey, hey, Fofo, hey, hey, I got that, I got that Mike Finn tuck in. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son, my son, my son, 13, he give me a hard time. He's like, well, why you why you got your your shirt all tucked in like that? You, <laughs> you look uncomfortable. I was like, nah, man, you got to be neat. He was like, nah. I was like, 
He's like, he want to take his shirt out and let it hang. I was like, nah, man, that looks sloppy. <laughs> Straight up. That is epicness. Going to San Antonio, playing for a coach like, how was it playing for a coach like Pop? And now you in the role of you playing behind Ginobili. You know, so like, how was that for you as an adjustment? Yeah, uh, first of all, Pop, man, Pop is, Pop is unbelievable, man. Not only as a coach, but as a person. And we had a relationship when I first got there. He knew that, you know, it was a, it was, it was a difficult situation for me because I'm coming from the rival yeah. to to the to the to yeah. the other to and the other just, side. And we had just been playing. playing. So, yeah. you know, the best thing that Pop said to me, I remember uh my first practice, I'm going at them. Cause they still <laughs> smirk, still them, <laughs> filing hard, going to the basket. I'm going like it's I'm playing against them. Pop, timeout, timeout. Hey, Finn, Finn, you with us now? Out <laughs> <laughs> in front of everybody, yeah. huh? You with us now? That was that was one of the best things he said. And another thing he told me, he said, uh, once he told me that, I was like, cool. So then I was trying to fit in, right? Like I said, I'm coming off the bench. I'm playing behind Ginobili, future Hall of Famer, which was cool because my ultimate goal was to win a championship. Mm -hmm. But I was playing too much team ball. Mm -hmm. Like I was passing up shots, trying to make the right pass, not wanting to be a selfish right, guy. Yeah. So I remember one practice, Pop was like, hey, guys, Finn has the green light. He can shoot whenever he wants, and nobody says anything, knowing that I'm not going to do that. But he wanted to let me know that. Be that confident. Yeah, you can be we yourself, man. Yeah. We, we brought you here to be yourself, not just to to fit in, but mm -hmm. be yourself at the same time. And, you know, that was, that was the greatest thing. And, and to this day, man, Pop has done a lot uh, for me just outside of basketball. He's just like that, that calm in the storm where you could just go talk about life. Like mm -hmm. our first five minutes about uh, our first five minutes before every practice was, yo, did you watch CNN this morning? Did you see what's going on in in Pakistan, or do you see what's going on in Europe? What's your thoughts? We ain't even talk basketball, so That's crazy. We, we talk about that for the first five minutes. And then he's like, okay, okay, all right, all right, go get warmed up. So that was his thing. His whole thing was. Uh, life is more than just basketball. It's more. It's more to life than just basketball. You can, yeah. This, this, this is a well-paying job. Don't get me wrong, but it's also a vehicle where you can, you can make a change. You can, you can see the world. You can, you can be a difference maker. So take advantage of that. So, uh, pop, man, pop was, pop is the best. Listen. Enough is enough, man. We're going to let Mike out of here, man. Our OG done blessed us with his presence, man. That that's when it's taking me over the time. He had a car. I asked him Martin Vanquish that MJ hadn't seen inside of yet. You got it. Yeah. You got it, man. All that's left to do is for us to thank you for coming out. You know what I'm saying? We in, we in, we we on the road. We came to show you. We got a little Hennessy special Bob. collector's edition. And, man, they got yeah. you. They got your boys on the back, oh, wow. man. Yeah, y'all done made it. Yeah. <laughs> Mama, we Mama, made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you, OG, yeah, man. man. We got Mike dope. Finn, Chi-Town's finest in the building, man. That ain't nothing else to be said, man. Knuckleheads. Got yeah, the VSOP on deck. I just want to say one thing, man. And you can tape this or whatever. I just want to say I'm proud of you guys, man. Because, like I said, to see where y'all came from to where y'all are now, and the journey in between hasn't been smooth. It's been up and downs, yeah. but you guys have been going this way. 
And I'm very proud to say I was there at the beginning. I'm here at the end. And to see where y'all have grown as young black men, I'm very, very proud of you. Appreciate guys. it. Appreciate yes, it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Especially coming from you, man. Definitely appreciate it. Heard up. That's our OG, y'all. Mike Finn, Knuckleheads. You heard me. Yes, sir. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com